Welcome to A Pitcher of Beer with Stick It In Your Ear, a 24-year-old record store in Springfield, Missouri. I'm your host, Nathan Weidman, here with owner Wes Nichols to drink beer and unlock the black holes of his mind. So grab a beer and attempt to understand the wealth of useless but kick-ass information. Yeah, so, Start us up, dog. You guys, this is number 20. We're here with uh, DJP and Aaron. We're going to talk a little uh, rap music, R&B maybe, and uh, talk about DJP, yeah. the local... Uh, Legend, I guess. I, I, everyone be, I know knows the beginnings. The beginnings of rap and hip hop and everything we know is as but, rap in general. You know, I mean, where where do you start, Danny? Where do you start in the '60s? Do you start with funk? And well, where I mean, did funk start? Well, start I mean, like, tell us it, about the as far as, as far as where it started with me, of course, was in the '80s with a lot of kids around here in Springfield, especially right. because we weren't really hip to the real culture or where hip hop started originated, which is in the South Bronx, which started in, in the '70s with Cool Herc and uh, people like um, well, Cool Herc was a DJ out there uh, along with uh, Africa Bambata, and they were the the ones that really. Really, Spark, the early Africa guys. Africa is a godfather. Really, yeah. the early guys, yeah. Africa Man is a godfather of hip-hop. And then you've got Cool Herc, which is just the godfather, is what they say. And, and uh, it all started on the streets. It started with B-Boys breaking. Now, Cool Herc was the cat that would carry around, literally carry around crates of records and just do what they call the chitlin, that he would go and do dances, right? And well, they would that, do them on street corners. They, street they would corners. do them in parks. Uh, I wasn't there to see it, but, yeah, it's, it's all... It, they would do it in parks. Uh-huh. Any venue they could go and just set up, and they'd have these jams. Yeah. And then all the B-boys would come out, but be break dancers to those that don't right. know what they right, right, right. And they would come out and get down to the break of the song, which right. is what I told you, you know, kind of sure. turned you on to in the sure, school. Sure. That one spot in the record where everything drops out except the drummer. Bass and the drums. And that's right. when the breakers right. would get on the floor, and that's how break dancing got its, its name originated from the break in the song. They were dancing to that breakdown or that funky bass line or whatever, playing a James Brown record or whatever it was they were playing. And that's what they called B-Boys or Break Boys. And that's how it got its... Well, when you started, when you first came up, well, you were talking about coming up in the early 80s, did you see a scene between the origins of hip-hop and rap and the beginnings of gangster rap? Because that was our time. When we came up, that's, all, that's how yeah. I knew about it was the N.W.A.'s. The, sure. I was, man, honestly, I got into it before N.W.A., Ice-T. Ice-T, um, But those guys were all influenced by the fucking First the time origins, I ever right? seen Ice-T or heard of Ice-T was in the movie Breaking. He's in the movie Breaking. Right, right. Rhyming in, 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 at the Radiotron. Dan- like, rapping on stage at everything he's seen in the room. But everybody was, it was all about Breaking Amazing. Back then. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's when it was commercialized. A guy named Michael Holman out of New York City commercialized breakdancing by using the New York City Breakers, which shadowed the actual originators, which is uh, Rocksteady Crew. Rocksteady right. Crew is the crew that I'm now affiliated with, and, and I'm actually a member right. of. Member of, right. Which I, I, right. I'm a kid from the sticks, man. I never, like... Well, how did you, how did you, how did you uh, kind of connect with those guys? Where was the first time? Were you, met, were you actually <laughs> spinning by this time, or what? Oh, how yeah. Did you... Well, if you want to fast forward now, the way I got inducted into Rocksteady Crew as, as, as Mr. Freeze of the Rocksteady Crew who was in the movie Flashdance right. seen me in New York or no I'm sorry he's seen me in Vegas when I moved to Vegas and I signed on with the MGM Grand right. he was there too and he said who the hell is this guy mixing records like this like I right. blew his mind right. so then he reached out to Crazy Legs Mr. Wiggles all these right. pioneers these 
these legends and said, you got to come check him out. And that's how they were like, I got inducted into the Rocksteady crew. Into the Rocksteady crew. Yeah, that was was in 2006 or 7. You know, these guys you're talking about, you're dropping names like crazy. Like, these guys were like first-gen cats too, right? They are the originators of the dance of breaking. Hip-hop originated in the South Bronx in the 70s. But, I mean, you had to be, you had to be... I was a kid. Maybe if you were not the the first, you had to be pretty close to the inception of that late 80s time when you were young, you were probably early 20s, of marrying rock samples, though, with with existing beats or existing rap songs. That's and that's kind of where you made your, that's where you kind of came up and say, this is, my ta- this is my tattoo, yeah. this is where, and that's what you're known for, man. That's it's, what boosted the career was when, 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 I, uh, when I started doing, yes, throwing uh, classic rock with hip hop, right. uh, jazz records with a metal song or just anything weird right. that that's really what boosted my career because no one was really touching on that there were DJs that were doing that stuff but they weren't running with it right I was influenced by for instance Juan Alexander out of Springfield Missouri right here he was mixing that type of stuff and I just took the things he was doing and and, and basically ran with it right and I, I took it to another level but there were other DJs, uh, even from here to Iowa to wherever, that played in their bedrooms back then. I think that were mixing groups like um, Kansas Journey. or Journey, or you know, and, and they right. were doing it. But I, I'm not saying that I was the first. But one that to was do your it. tattoo. That's yeah, how you came into. The I was the one that pioneered it. Right. That's it. Came. You it came just, to the yeah, show. I pioneered it. Yeah. I pioneered it with the album "Money's He Listening." Right. Yeah. So that that was really what sparked the whole thing and and blew people's minds. Now you have cats today that's not a big deal to hear that kind of mixing no but it was they huge did on computers 25 now. minutes we didn't ago. have computers back then. no 2000 maybe that came out uh we made that record in 99 so like the record I mean, was yeah, done in 99 but I, you've been doing it live literally doing it live yeah like now you see these djs and they come in with the fucking serato and and their shit is done They're, they've got this 46 minute Sets and they don't spin records, man. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they come in and that shit's already done and they dance to it. What to, kind of bullshit is that? Yeah, to a point, you know? there is still an art form to it. I mean, you, it, they're using, they're still using turntables. It just depends on how they've made it in their computer. Yeah, I could easily just put the whole file in there and let it play on a dummy record and dance. But, look yeah, but there, fucking, there are yeah. guys that are still technically really good that 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 are skilled that use what's called Serato now, but they're, they're few far in between. They're a minority. The problem with Serato, the problem with all the digital technology is it's made, quote, unquote, too many DJs. So you don't have enough D- You have so much crap DJs over here that are taking right. from the guys that are actually skilled. And the skilled guys that are on Serato now, they're not making the money that we used to make. And they should be, but they're not. Hey, man, it's, correct it's, me it's, if... It's cor- been oversaturated. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. And no one knows the difference. But it's, it's, like, it's like some group that comes together. Everybody can make... What is the scene in rock and roll? Everybody can make that first record. Sure. It's coming after that. Yeah. I mean, everybody can make a 46-minute thing that'll fucking make every, all the white girls get up and boogie. And You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's right. the guy that carries those crates in every yeah. fucking night, and he's there, and literally, man, if he slips up, it's his ass on the line. It's his blood, sweat, and tears, yeah. on your and face. he's doing it. Yeah. But yeah. how... Let, let's get back to maybe the origins of it. Talk to me a little bit about 
even from a black and white, from from a from a standpoint of, of, of our skin color, when you got into that, man, that had to be extremely difficult to come in and integrate a lot of that shit without being felt like, what's this kid doing here? What it, whether you were either, and by that I mean, if you if you use gangster rap with rock and roll, or if you came in and used a Coleman Hawk and solo on it. How was that accepted then? Probably not very well in the Midwest. I was How? one of the few white kids that was into it. I mean, there were a lot of the white kids that were into it, but especially in Springfield, Missouri, man, most kids were into metal. They were into ACDC right. kids. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, oh, Danny thinks he's black. Or I mean, you may have some, of the, and there you may you and you may have had some of the other black kids like, oh, what was this white boy? Doing? But the thing you have to understand and realize is that, and Cool Herc from from the South Bronx even said it, and it's so true. You can't put a race on music. You know, if you go back and look at some of the 70s bands, they had black guys and white guys yeah. playing together. Oh, yeah. Doobie Brothers. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, you, you had... Look at all the all, stacks. Yeah, like, you had... St- yeah, like but that's stacks. easy to say. But, you were, but, in, a, you exactly. were in a position Clarence. in a club with a lot of people that were digging mm-hmm. your shit, but they were going, what the fuck is he doing playing a Quiet Riot song in the middle of this? Oh, did anybody care? If you're talking about... Yeah, I was like, just talking care? about a white kid Well, I am. I am. But, you know, here's the deal. You can tell a joke. Richard Pryor used to say, man, I could go into a white club and turn them if I did a certain kind of joke or a certain thing, but I couldn't be myself. Whereas you have to come in mm-hmm. and you kind of have, I mean, you can lay some shit on the back burner, but you kind of got to be yeah. yourself and you got to go, man, I got to put my throat I'll out tell you here. This. If I hadn't, I'll tell you this, if I hadn't grown up on the north side of Springfield, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. Right. Because and, your and, culture and it, was, it was probably that. It was north side. It was north side and northwest. Those were the kids that were doing the hip hop. Yeah. Northwest and right. um, and when, in the str- in the struggle of, of the hood, that's where it all originated. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, we're Springfield, Missouri. But that's yeah. what we were doing. We were dancing in the parks. We were go. spinning on our back. We See, were doing the break. Go. You know, and then we were hearing the mixtapes. We were hearing that stuff coming out of Magic 108 out of St. Louis. But then we had Juan Alexander who had the turntables in his garage. So that was the influence right there. But as far as fast forwarding to the mashup days, where now hip hop is hip hop, and everybody's got this hip hop attitude. Right. Yeah, the last thing people wanted was like, wait a minute, what the hell's he mixing Kansas? Metallica with, you know, it's like. But now it's huge. But that's it's because huge. we love music. Right. And growing up, it wasn't just about rap music or hip hop. Dude, I, my first love was Kiss. I loved right. Kiss. I listened to ACDC. I listened to Led Zeppelin. I listened to all this stuff. And then hip hop comes along. And I had an older brother who you know yeah. came into my life when I was nine. And he's the one that turned me on to the 70s stuff. Threw so on. Super Tramp. Step Led on. Zeppelin. Nice. Step on. All that. And, yeah. so, right. and he made fun of my music. He yeah. did. Right. Until right. this day, right. he'll admit right. it. Oh, yeah. He used to make fun of me. Oh, you like that rap shit. Or, right. You know, hip hop. You know, like whatever. But I had a, I had a passion and a love for that. And I felt that. It was in my heart. So, sure. But I still loved his music. I still never said, oh, your music right. sucks. I couldn't. Right. Because I liked his music too. Yeah. So as I got older, I, as a DJ, I started going, you know what? I want to take this LL Cool JB and put it with, or, or Sir Mix-a-Lot, and put it with the Eagles. Sure. And then, and, sure. and then right when I did it, I went, holy shit, right. listen to that beat. Right. You right. Know, and it's like, it was the most exciting thing because no one had it. I created it. Yeah. And it was it was a, what they call now a mashup, if you want to call it. Sure. Of those two things that had never been done. And it was my own creation of thinking to put those two records But isn't it always about, when you listen to it and and you start to create and you go, okay, man, I'm listening to Hotel California right now, or I'm listening to The Long Run, and it has that kind of drop two and four thing going on. Isn't it always about the beat? 
It's not about Dude, the lyrics or this or that, man. It's all about, wait a minute, for the most I remember part. that. I can speed that up a little and put that down. But that's where you came in. That's where, because a lot of these cats, I mean, you can go back to to the early rappers, and they, and especially, and they say Dre is probably the the king of, of, oh, yeah. of as far as the whole suit. I mean, when they say when he was growing up, yeah. man, he Dre, would have Carpenter's that, records. Like said, yeah. He would have ZZ yeah. Top. And that's what yeah. you are. He is basically you are a a a version of him. I've always thought that 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 Dre would would you know he was on NPR not too long ago talking about influences, and it would have blown your mind. He's like, oh man, well there's this McGuire sister song, and it had this two and four kind of only oh, you barely hear the drums. So I pop this drum beat up. And then I add this other thing from Steppenwolf, and then I added this, mm-hmm. and you know that's what you you've done, and it's right. to see all those layers come together. But tell us a little bit more about after, say, once you hit 30, 32, 3, and things get a little softer in rap. Do you stay your course? What do you do, man, when you see that gangster rap and that good heavy beat shit has turned more into hip hop and common and guys like that that are turning the corner like D'Angelo? You know that shit that started happening in the late 90s, early 2000s? You probably kind of had to feel, hold on, wait, 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 where's it going? How do I keep everything aggressive and dancing on that? Do you stay with the old shit or do you try to incorporate new stuff? I personally only try to stay with what I feel. So that's very little new stuff. I just, you can call me a classic DJ at this point. Either I'm feeling it or I'm not. And as far as that era of gangster rap, you know, that gangster rap was at its all time peak basically going into the 90s. I mean, that's when you had Eazy-E, N.W.A., right. and yeah. Eazy-E and all that. That, that originated in the, in the late 80s. Right. Um, and then Gangster Rap moved on into the 90s. And you had, you know, um, you had Spice One. You had Compton's Most Wanted. But that stuff was still good because it was funky and they were sampling from Funk and Soul Records. Right, or, right. Or, or these, they were using breaks. They were sure. still, it was still being used as, as hip-hop. You know, and um, then then things started to, to go south uh, when, when 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 I think Master P came into the mix. And if I don't know if you remember him, but he was doing oh, that, yeah. oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. and they were well, started yeah, slowing stuff great, down. It was kind of okay. second gen gangsta stuff, but, but see, it was a little right. watered down. But as a yeah. DJ, if you're going to continue to work and make money, and, and, and you had to at least have those for those gigs. And I hate to say it. The gigs I love to do paid, but the big gigs, man, like the Vegas gigs and all that, that was big money. So you had to cater to the people in those establishments in order to stay paid. But the great yeah. thing was I could make five or $6,000 in one night, right. and then I could go out and buy good records and then go do the shows that I wanted to right, do. Right, 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 right. And it all equaled itself right. out. you know. And there's a lot of other heads that can even vouch for me on that too and, and that can relate to having to go outside go back you know outside of the box to play the crap they didn't want to have to play instead of staying in their own own world because sometimes you just can't do that and right now today as I speak to you at 2017 I mean hip hop is as far as the industry goes as far as a commercial as far as where we're at in commercial hip hop is dead Mm -hmm. there is no hip hop right this right. stuff now, like Fetty Wap or uh, 
um, some of the stuff that Khalid's doing, that to me is not even a part of our culture. Yeah. That is not hip hop. They can call it what they want. They can call right. it trap. They can call it all these other names. I'm fine with that. But stop saying right. hip hop yeah. because hip hop is four four elements of hip hop. Well, any kind of great music, and they don't once you start anything. imitating it, it washes it away. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. and that's no different between the original hip hop and let's say the early '70s and the growth of funk and the integration yeah. of mm-hmm. funk into that and soul. Yeah. But I've noticed. Because, I mean, I mean, even though it's not something I listen to every day, I can look at it and see yeah. the tides of succession and originality sure. and then the, 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 the yeah. neeps, neep tides of, of, God, this is pale yeah, and it's bullshit. And it's, something bad happened. And a pop, right. I have some people that want to argue with me on that point. So, you know, P, you're just old and, and, and you have to realize the music's evolved. Well, no, it hasn't. No, evolved. it really hasn't because you can go into the clubs and, and hear it's such now a marriage of shit. You were doing twenty five years I mean, ago. Let's, let's face of, it. Of rock and hip hop and funk is man, I, I sell so look much funk popular. in the store look because now these kids that are seventeen, yeah. eighteen, nineteen that are old it's enough to be you know I mean young enough to be your children are still yeah. listening to the cool stuff yeah. and they know the shit to yeah. throw out and but the shit to how, keep. That's how you know you it know? hasn't evolved or. NWA wouldn't still be yeah. the band it is. I mean, evolving means to get better. Yeah, evolving means. And, and when sure. I hear, when I hear the number one song on Billboard, and, and it's some chick. What is the name of that song? I can't think of the top. Of it. There's a girl on Billboard right now. It's probably Taylor Swift. No, it's uh, just oh, something. Carly B. Is that it? Carly B. Carly when I hear oh, right. oh, that B, right. like, the, like spelled like Bay or something. Is yeah, that Carly that Bay. Yeah, Bay. I don't know. That, I've yeah. heard of her. That, but that, I don't know her that is, is completely and totally baffles my mind and blows my yeah. mind that that's even number one on the Billboard. And it's it, it, it's far from hip hop. It you can't understand what they're saying. They're mumbling. Yeah, it's just make up words. Well, you know, I mean, when you have people on the side of soul, the Rihannas and all that shit, you know, it might end up being what you would call contemporary R&B or soul but it's not man, man. It's, it's all not. manufactured do you want to ask me I'll who tell writes you. her songs does she write a lot I of that I think it's shit? a bunch no. of you know what I'm going to be bullshit. real with you I've been a DJ for years and I think all that stuff sounds like a bunch of garbage Right. and I'm, I mean right. I'm, not, I'm not alone in that no I, mean, I know that and, but, I know but that. people once again people yeah. say oh he's, four, he's, he's old he's old he doesn't right. You know, and it's right. like, no, it ain't about being... It's like mainstream versus, like, right. I'm old. not old or young. I'm old, but what about the, the 12 or 13-year-old kid that's wearing a Led Zeppelin t-shirt? That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. How about the, 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 the girl that's 21 buying funk and soul records yeah. from the 70s? Well, yeah. and what... You know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm 24 the, the, and have a 60s and 70s the, show, so it's still relevant and important. The thing about it is, man, the, the jungle aspect of it, when you get down and dirty and you go into a fucking club and you got a buzz on it's what you've been playing which is a mashup of say a funkadelic a tears for fears and a carpenter's beat and that won't go away that's taking the it's like it's like going and getting a salad at a salad bar man you pick the good shit out and you leave those fucking green what are those little red orange beans i ain't eating that shit that's the this or that you know what i'm saying but that's i'm trying to say that what you've done has lasted because even though it might not have originated from a single source. 
It's what sticks to right. people's ribs, man. It's, it's a matter, what they love. It's a matter of exactly what you just said. It's a matter of having a passion and a love for music and the right. people that really feel it, whether they're old, right. whether they're young, it doesn't Absolutely. matter. And what's happened is the yeah. industry, see, the, the industry's ran out of ideas. The corporate, the corporate world. Absolutely and, right. and what the corporate world has learned, though, and this is a prime example, it's like I said, the number one song on Billboard, what they've learned is, is they can take... Um, they can they can pour syrup, okay, pancake syrup. Same they'll, formula. They'll, they'll pour right. that on shit, and they'll call it pancakes, Same and formula. everybody bites into it. Yep. And just because yep. you pour syrup on shit, don't make it pancakes. Now does pancakes. it? That's where we're at right now. In the yeah. yeah, they take Absolutely. what's popular Absolutely. underground, take it, water it down from the mainstream. I mean, look at and what people are buying into it. Doing. People yeah. are biting you can, it. You can look at this in, in a way that radio still controls music, whether we like it or not, because sure. yeah. uh-huh. NWA Well, and radio doesn't played. necessarily have to be the shit. Well, you, but, you're turning but, the dial in the car. It can be the computer radio. It can be but, like but, when we were coming here. NWA wasn't played on the radio. Easy E never got it. Easy E, Ice Cube never got their their time on the radio, and now we're just looking at this generation of, hey, you got to make something for the radio. If you don't make something for the radio, you're not going to be famous. So bringing it back to you now, when you were talking about from your side, when you you deal with it every day now, you see radio. Do you think that it's still very? Very corporate. Is is it still just certain little strips that you have to be committed to because of the advertising dollar? I mean, does something like that have a prayer in 2017? Uh, uh, call it college radio. Call it uh, contemporary radio. Call it if you were on the <laughs> internet, internet it. radio. I mean, I know it. it we've talked about There's it before, so Nate. That. Yeah. The internet radio has a more a, a, a wider freedom because of the taste, but like in old school radio that you still have to deal with, does that have a prayer? I mean, does it do you does it have to be something that's urban? Do you, does it have to be in a black college? Does it have to how to, from your end of it? I remember growing up listening to the commercial station in Dallas that had like a morning show. It was like I think my first like introduction to like radio, um, and it was very like commercial and poppy. But coming here, I think there's kind of a combination. So you have like your like, yeah, MSU has its own station, but those aren't even you know college students. I don't think it necessarily needs to be run by college students, but I think you need like fresh eyes and ears. So we don't have the regulations that a lot of commercial people do, which is really great. So we have like. That ability, so we're not ha- like constrained of oh, I hope people are listening or not. Thank God that you know because they're okay. That's great. That's half yeah. of it. But my question but, but is, when you side, come in and you got both barrels blazing in a shotgun of urban, post, post gangster rap that's married with that, when does it? When does that get a shot with white America or or a broader audience? Is that does it have a shot absolutely. or does it have to stick stick with? internet radio because I can go to LA and see my son that is a tough question I'm sitting because I'm thinking about it's almost a bigoted it's right we've gotten that era is basically over we've gotten some different R&B submissions and I remember someone it was funny (laughs) we were the only two white chicks there to R&B it was a music release here locally in March that's awesome and so it was really interesting because then they wanted the stuff they submitted to the station it was one of those like I was like I don't know like you know if it like part of it fits but I was like well this is like just as far as like other like things so they had a beat that was really great I said well you have a song that I really think would fit that also had a little bit of some of that electronic beat underneath it but really had a lot of good lyrical content they were surprised Well, before- they were surprised that, that was the one that I was like I think that would you know like everyone in the okay. room was kind of bopping to it so I think there's a place but 
It depends. It's it's still you're pushing the envelope, aren't you? Which you never thought. I, it's almost sucks. a racial thing. Still, it, it is. It. it is. I really do. Before we got, before we pressed record, we were talking about the the use of cuss words. When you play yeah. a song, do you still have to pass that shit through through your people? I mean, your mm. college radio. How restrained are you in not only the style that you play? But, but the shit you can say or not say. There's, well, even in the community radio, like, station arena, there's a question of, like, do you do patchwork? Like, do you do patchwork, like, show scheduling or not? Where it's, like, community radio, people can just do whatever they want. And uh-huh. It's, like, all over the place. So, like, there's no... Con- you don't want it to a point where there's no consistency that God knows what your listeners are going to be right, tuning into. Right, right, right. But at the same time, like, every every student that goes through and does our core formatting, where they do this our core format of things, right. like, they're allowed to pitch whatever type of show they want. It could be music. It could be sports podcast it could be interviews so we have that as long as there is thought and reason and purpose behind it of like this is what i'm doing this is why i want to do it and this is why i think it appeals to like the larger audience like locally then that's really all that we personally as really, really care wow, about that's surprising i've noticed this if you guys have ever and you know you felt this pain i've been here 25 years and I think it's incredibly ironic that a, a, a station like KS, and not to pick on uh, KSMU, but it's it's very ironic that they're a college station, but the fuckers that listen to it are 80 years old. Yeah. What KSMU the fuck is, is going? It's not so you 1958. Have public, you, you have your Ozark Public Radio, which you need funded, which you do need right. that part yeah. of it. But what Sorry, does that God. have to do with a healthy radio situation not that i'm pushing rock oh. or jazz or rap or well, r&b and or hip-hop they, hey, Drew, is they don't rely on advertising money well, either no like well, you can't a, you can't you can't advertise you have to have underwritings for right yeah. now i'm actually looking in the process of See, writing up those can. contracts because you it's can. very particular there you like, go that's what i was trying to yeah. get at there so like go. okay i didn't know if you're talking about just with so like, hands are still tied in, in a way, 2017 in there. a way yeah. it's just more like wordage because like no one's paying like for like their advertising, so we are like, looking at like what kind of value can we add, not only like by playing awesome music, but like what right. kind of value can we add sure. to the people yeah. like of the community. So we can really do as long as we don't show, we don't want to show particular preference to any one person because we think that is unfair. And we need to get to well, but you know how politically correct shit is that you place a certain thing yeah. and you're going to get so much public outcry you that to, you're yeah. given yeah. that you know preference, which is total bullshit. Yeah, it's one total of those bullshit. Who, Put it out there, and then if we get, you know, fire back, then we deal with it. Then, because most people, the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Well, I just know that if on a Monday you're playing Oscar Peterson and and uh, uh, Mahavishnu Orchestra, and then Wednesday night you happen to throw in uh, a NWA song or, or maybe even a soul hip hop or something funky like that, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get some. We've got, like, we've been throwing in some, like, we've been talking about throwing in, like, our classic, like, banners or ones that, like, people, you know, like or from, like, yeah. the old, old times. That's been, like, fun. We've gotten yeah, some just like an hour that, block but, where yeah. you go, okay, this is the 7 o'clock hour we're playing 80s. You know, that was the freedom our, of radio back in the day. Almost know? all of our shows are, like, that we have someone that's getting ready to do, like, a punk pop, very, like, like kind of like yeah, that war tour, yeah, like, very, like, punky. That's type a start. of one we That's have our Groves is Friday happy hour his is fun because he comes with like a very specific theme throws a question on Facebook but he likes a lot of metal so he'll pull in people's requests with his theme and his style I mean mine with the 60s and 70s so we have all That's awesome. and then we have people that are just doing your core formatting that are at, when they're in the class that first right. semester to see because right. you don't have to be on air we have people that just do production for like our weather right. or different PSAs sure. people doing interviews and that sort of thing so it's 
it's been, I think, really that's so awesome. I think because that's what AM radio just, used to be. You get four hours. You get the eight to twelve guy that would come in with his, you know, pop and jazz, and then they go, okay, well, we want our twelve to four guy to be a little bit, and then by the time you hit nighttime, it was like hardcore or weird mm -hmm. stuff that would come in. You know, your Miles Davis or your kind of the maybe psychedelic stuff, and that's so refreshing. That, you know, people there's don't want to. a wanna... hot clock to radio for every. You run on the hour yes. two of. Point. So I tried sure. to this summer. I try to like put together where people didn't feel so constrained by it because like you, you have to have like legal ideas like at the top sure. of the hour, no five uh, minutes you. before or after. But those like that's what you're breaking it up and like you yeah. know yeah, 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 those yeah. types yeah. of things. Beautiful. Getting away from licensed radio. We didn't. We want to talk about DJPs. Yes, Experiences please. Like, with radio. Because you were on the radio. You were on the radio. Oh, I've played. Yeah, I've done ninety six five before. Um, and then back in the day, I think I. I played the first quote-unquote mashup that I had it on a tape. There we I go. did Montel Jordan with the Human League, and it was a smash it or trash on Hot 106. And that was when Alexander, remember Alexander, the no, uh, DJ was on there? This was back in the early 90s. Early 90s, okay. And they played it, most people liked it. Mm. Yeah, they smashed it instead of trashed it. But uh, no, then uh, as years went on, I, uh, I figured out how to run my own pump up the volume pirate radio station a guy in town was doing it first his name was tom and he got busted by the fcc right well then i went on to tour with uh garbage and lip in uh 90 yeah 99 with the uh, mtv campus invasion tour and i made a bunch of money on that and i said hey right. man order and he's i said go online and order me an, another radio like transmitter mm. and all that mm -hmm. yeah so he was only doing 20 watts, and his was kind of messed up. So he got me a brand I remember new that, yeah. 70 watt. I had 70 watts, and we put it in the landmark building. And I remember I could get it like if there was you could hear something that. behind wow. the sun. Yeah, I could get it. I had to get like three blocks away. If the guy didn't stand in front of the door, yeah. I could get it if he did. Yeah, and I hired I hired a guy to. I paid a guy hundred bucks. This burly big redneck guy. He climbed the old Channel Z tower and put my J pole antenna up there on it. And oh, then we beautiful. ran the cable all the way yeah. down That's in the window. Awesome. So we had pipe. Gave, gave him a case of natty light. Yeah, we were doing crazy shit on there, man. I mean, we were yeah. playing whatever we wanted. I remember. Anytime yeah. when I, and I then when there was like a '64 uh, CD changer up there. So when nobody yeah. was up there, it was doing it random just, CDs. Yeah. Right, beautiful. And I'd That's be awesome. out, I'd be out in yeah. Miami doing shows, and it'd still be playing. But then I had guys right. like even E Man. If you guys know E Man, he sure. had a show on there where he'd play metal that he could never play a right. cue. Right yeah, and. Uh, he was the one that was on it when, when it got busted. I remember that. I got away with it for two and a half years, though, oh and gosh. KSMU didn't know what to do. KSMU was freaking right. out. That's they go, awesome. we got to find this guy. That was exactly yeah. what came out of their mouth, and, and I, I heard about well, it. Well, now you know how close we are to deregulation. It's, it's like yeah. you said. It's refreshing. Oh, it's yeah. like Me and you could get it's out It's like you said, something. though. KSMU is they're mainly they're, they're trying to double the taxes on advertising. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Their, yeah. Audience, their audience exactly. is older. Their audience is old. So I was playing all the newest techno, electronic music. I was playing all the hip-hop. I was playing all that. I remember E-Man one night. It's and funny. Right when I was I was some, I was late at the store. No commercials. Cussing. That's it. Yeah. And, and he he played like a Judas Priest. And I thought, well, man, I'm fine. I'm not going to listen. And the next time he played was a Bauhaus song. And I just went, yeah. that is just the most yeah. refreshing thing awesome. I've heard in 25 years, you know. Yeah. There used to be, when I was in Corporate California. Corporate radio sucks. It is, it's the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. We've talked about it well, on Sully and podcasts. It's all clear channel. It's, it's clear channel. Sure. It's the same they 38 songs in heavy, medium, and light yeah. rotation. And that's For the just people the that aren't musically inclined. Right. 
Right. Yeah, right. and then you, and then we also talked like satellite radio. They tried to get away from it for what the first three or four years right. that that was a thing. Right. You know, all well, satellite and it was, radio, a, no it, was it was a good idea. Oh, it was yeah. a good push against. Well, yeah, but no commercials. There were right. you know you could listen yeah. to what you wanted and True. how right. you wanted to listen to it and not the watered down version oh. of this. Oh, we got to make a different version for right. the radio. Right, yeah, right. no. And so now it's the same shit that the was on the radio. Right. Oh, you're, oh I agree. Yeah, you're but you know, at, satellite was it was. A, I'm, I'll tell you before all in the beginning, the internet was a good idea to yeah. push away from yeah. how Maybe banal and trite radio had become. Can't get away from that money though. I know. Gotta, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Anyway. But they'll find a way a, a way to get in between that now, and especially if it comes. To what you were doing, which I think in the next five years you're gonna will have pirate stations, whether it's on college there's campuses. More, there's more community right. stations, and uh, I, we just sure. saw another. We saw two sure. more applications for around the Springfield area that we saw that. That is a good politically. It. That is such a yeah. good way you said a politically correct to call a pirate station a community station. And a community, These are going to be a competing a community, community station. Yes. My God, if I start one, you're going to sell for. Me. I promise you're gonna sell I'll be for your me. PR person. I don't know if there'll be any money in it, babe, but you know. It's yeah, okay. I also have a lot of weird side jobs. <laughs> I figure that's gonna be my, that is great. my main life. <laughs> yes, yes, a, a local community station. That's the greatest. I'll have to remember that. 87.9 The Gorilla was the name of it. Yeah, oh, that's I remember. Perfect. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, they say if you're not worth the shit, you don't ever get shut down or, or accused. But and evidently, you guys were. When there's awesome. no rules, things are a lot better. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's right. And so maybe it'll go back to deregulate. We don't. I don't know. I hope. I hope. There'll always be money in advertising. I mean, if we started one tomorrow and we were that good, well, I, we would probably be able to sell I mean, we can underwrite. We can underwrite for people, which sure. means, like you said, you can't have any calls to action or talking about prices for things, but they can support either particular programs or organizations right. that go for things. It's just a but whole different you want to talk It is about, a whole, you're right. If you're and you want to find about, partners that reflect what Sure. The evolution is. of music programming, we're getting to where, and I, I haven't listened to the radio and I don't know how long, but... Spotify, whatever you want to listen to, it's still killing the radio. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it, it is still the, the killing cancer, the radio. The cancer has to, it'll continue. I know yeah, this is also oh, yeah. killing it. Yeah. Just, well, that's sure what I mean. Every kid has their, uh, sure their iPods sure or phones. Yeah. It doesn't does have to be dead. It's just like the idea of newspapers. It's just like, it's I not evolving. It's transforming. It's transforming. Evolving is the idea. And you know what? I think there, it's getting better or worse, we've but talked it's transforming. A, we've talked about it. You're, you're exactly right. We've talked about it in the podcast before. There's, there's never going to be that 98% of the old school no. years of people listening to the radio and then watching the TV. It's so dispersed now. But I will say this. The 15 to 22 percent that you keep will be fevered. They will pay money for the advertising because yes. they love what you do. Right, right, and it's what they like. And that's yeah. why when you get into these situations, to when I was talking a while ago and I was asking them what I don't know, I still don't know the word I was looking for. But but getting your little circles of what you love, the niche of it, and there's a there's a radio word for it, but. But yeah, Your and there are people, audience. I would go, all I want to hear is psych stuff. And you would st- still hear a ton of stuff that you've never, ever heard before. Or you would want to hear the, the, the gangster rap, or you would want to hear the late jazz that's current, or jazz from only 50 to 52. Mm-hmm. And that's where it, it, 
Yeah, I think internet radio does. You're segmenting. It like, is. Your you're audience. segmenting yeah. your, uh, the audience, and that's refreshing. There's nothing wrong with that, man. No. You get to where you have little fours and five percent. Well, All so it does is noise. keep places like Clear Channel from fucking taking over everything and demanding that you listen to the same fucking Rihanna song or the James Taylor or this or that or that or that, you know. And that goes to all the people out there that aren't real true music lovers. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. thank you. That's it. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's, 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 that's so how to end it. That's how to end it. That's how to end it is there has to be a pattern of You're still an extreme you can't, you can't appeal to everybody, songs. so that's why you so, have to yeah. have the niche things and that's fine. Because yeah. I'd rather have a small amount of people that are engaging that's with right. me that's regularly right. and, and are willing to pay than have a lot of people that are passive and don't that are there but don't do anything. There you go. And those days of not having a ton of people that are passive and want to get it for free and not put any effort out to love it and to obtain it, those days are over. Well, those days I'll are say over. this. I got a phone call one night from a buddy of mine I used to dance with back in the day. and He's, he, he's still break dancing today and he's 51. Ballroom dance? Oh, break. No, I'm no, sorry. Break. Mike Wilkins. <laughs> he hits me up and he goes, man, you got to turn on the radio. you got to turn this radio onto this station. You won't believe what they're playing. He says, man, they're playing some really cool stuff. And I'm like, it's local? He's like, yeah, I mean, he's, I don't know where it's from. It's, he gave me the letter. Come to find out. Was it you? It was Drury. Oh, well, it was, was Drury. It? See, there you go. It was I, late night. They were playing. They were playing. They were playing oh, the were you new, listening to electricity radio yes. from 9 to, it's from 9 to it was, 3. It was electronic it, music. He, you would yeah. really get along with Ken. He runs yeah. Electronic and, Midwest. And I, I bet you guys would I loved, well. I, I love that stuff. That's the stuff I actually listen to now at home. If people ask me what I listen to as far as new stuff, I like the new indie rock stuff. I like M83, Passion Pit. Some of that other stuff. You know, I have that stuff on But then again, if Clear Channel were in, in control, you I would, love you would, you would yeah. burn out yeah, on it because the they would play the same 38 fucking mm. songs. Yeah. But we my point was I wish they knew rotation, have, light rotation, we, we have we, different corporate switch radio, radio, corporate radio. Switchovers. That's it. We that have, was it. That's we, it. Have every, we have every single thing programmed the way that we want certain ones to pull in at certain times right. to make sure it's right. not certain ones repeated. I wish corporate radio would play that stuff. Yeah. But they're not. They're, no, they're, they they're cheating the people with crap. Right. And that's the way it is. But people don't. People either don't care. They just. Well, it's the question of are they playing? Are they playing it because they want to listen to it? Or do they keep playing it because they think that the modern, just basic consumer keeps wanting to hear that? I'll tell you exactly. Well, and the sad thing about rock and roll, and I don't know, maybe it's for every genre, was right before Tom Petty died, they had an interview with him, and he goes, "I can't fucking believe that I live in a world that Clear Channel won't break a new song." By an old artist, yeah. and it's true. That's oh, the it bottom. Is. It is. The it bottom is. line is that there. Once you have that, that five to eight it year, is. very few escape from that little era of of time when you're hot and you're look at last year. But look at this last year. Robert Plant had a new album out. Nobody heard of it. No. Taj Mahal and Kev Moe had an album out. No. Fucking greatest album of the year, I think. No, nobody, nobody, nobody heard, heard about it. it. Nobody, nobody heard fucking about it. asked. You have a ton right. of old artists, but I don't think they're music, older music. Brand new albums. Right. out because yeah. they want to be heard. I mean, I think it should be played. Nobody heard about not, it. But I don't think they're putting it out because they want to be heard. I think when you're looking at overall just the climate of the entire world, I think a lot of these artists, like older artists, that there's a lot of crazy stuff and shit going on in the 60s and 70s, I think are feeling that need to want to come out and make music again. Of course, if they could sell stuff, that would be, right. I don't know, they, it needs to be played regardless, but I think there's other reasons why they're, they're making music as well. And that ends it. That's how we end. And you know what? This might be my last. I think I quit tonight, <laughs> you guys. I don't think no. I can do it let anymore. Me, let me, this can one? I, I think this thing? is probably yeah. the, the best we could possibly do. This, this, I'm out. It's good. I'm out. If, it's if, good. if there's anything I can add, and this is this may sound really crazy, 
How much talking you love, about how much you love me? Uh, I, I do love you. <laughs> People already know that. You want to do we want to start barroom dancing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I guess there was there was an article and I read it as it was a while back. But all this really really thugged out bad rap music. Let's talk about that for a minute. Easy E. How many times did you hear him going to prison? Mm. How many times did you hear about Ice Cube going to prison? How many times did you hear about Dr. Dre going to prison? You didn't. You didn't. Yeah. They made music and they, 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 they rhymed about what they seen and what they lived around. But they weren't acting stupid. They weren't out actually being idiots like a lot of these younger artists now that are actually going to prison uh, for killing someone after they've rapped about it. Right. And, yeah. But there was an article where apparently someone who is affiliated with the government... I mean, or the government somehow met with these people, the the um, the actual record, not record labels, but these executive people, these these people that make the music of today, and they told them they wanted them to keep marketing all this stuff and keep making this unintelligent rap music, and I don't know if it's true or not, but it had to do with all the new. Penitentiaries that they keep building in the United States, all around. Yeah. They want to keep those full. They yeah. need prisoners. Make money. Private. They want because they're held privately. You see what I'm saying? They they, they make money. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's and and weird. apparently, this guy. I know it's real. I, I know it sounds far fetched. It's way out there. But There's it kind of makes sense, studies. though. It kind of makes sense. Here this guy is. He walks from this job, though. He goes, "I'm out," and he gives these secrets away that a lot of the bad music that's influencing kids to kill one another now and all this really horrible rap is from basically done from the government to keep the well, prisons the packed. The only thing I know from... They want people to be... They want people to... The only thing I know from my side and from my generation is that there was there was a song... I'm a big Doors fan and there was a song that, that Jim Morrison did when he was with the Doors and he really never... Jim didn't want to be a political cat. But J. Edgar Hoover, when he was still alive, heard Jim. They, they brought this song, and they said, the Doors did do this song called Five to One. And it's fucking, it's like uprising-type bullshit. And Jim never did any political things besides really that song. Five to one, one to five, no one here gets out alive. You got the guns, we got the numbers, we're taking over. And so Jim supposedly pulled his dick out in Miami, and all of a sudden, the I'm fucking, all yep. of a sudden... Uh, the, the FBI had a file on the guy, and they wanted Jim in prison because of that one song. So I, I mean, it comes McCart- as a surprise at, to McCart- hear that, but not really. But not really. I mean, yeah, if you think about it, the, the more pe- the more kids that screw up now, the more institutions they can they can make money. Look at the kid in these and the There's always and maybe that's not true. I don't know, but that you know, I read it a long time ago, and I thought, it kind of makes sense. Why it does? It does. Why do you know the worst music ever is always what's played on the radio? <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah. At least it is now. Yeah. Back in the '80s, man, I loved I loved to hear Def Leppard on the air and all that. But did again, uh, Def Leppard is my favorite of all time hair band. But I think right. their worst songs, "Pour Some Sugar on Me," is just me. Yeah. There's so many better songs that they did, but what's the most well, popular song by Def Leppard? You know, "Pour yeah. Some Sugar on Me." Radio's <laughs> always gone. Yep. From... You should have been I wish I could play photograph and rock music. the floor. Gotta play that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right, guys. Chicks dancing to that. Sorry to end that on a, his, such a negative note. What's but. his face married to Avril Lavigne? Crazy. Yeah. Nickelback. Oh, well. 
So what do we do? We say goodbye. We say goodbye. This is it. This has been another episode on oh, yeah. Stick It In Your Ear. Easily the best. Easily the best. <laughs> With Dr. Yep. P. I don't know if Wes will be back. I, uh, Maybe. I, I will see you. I'll come back. I'll, I'll take his place. I will see you. I'm this bursitis we'll is talk killing about me. I can't climb the steps anymore. Move it along. If this is the last episode of this season, I will we'll talk to you again. Love everybody. And thank you, Danny, for coming. Yeah, and my girl. And... Uh, and, yep. uh, of course, Nate Dog. Yep. I've enjoyed it. We'll see you again in March.